0: Is David Yerchek ready to make an impact in the NHL this season? Is Stanislav Svozel ready to be a more consistent Blue Jacket in the lineup? Those are questions that we figure out today on Locked on Blue Jackets.
1: Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Househorn. With me is my co-host, Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get going, we want to thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the XM app. Today, we are doing... Season reviews for our guys David Juracek and Stanislav Svozil, both of them from the nation of Czechia. Czechia, excuse me. Um, this was a very tough one to figure out, too, by the way, because I was like, Czech Republic is a Czechia, but I like Czechia, so we're gonna roll with Czechia for this whole episode. And David Juracek was a guy, Jay, that helped Czechia get to a silver medal in 2023 in the World Juniors, which was. One of the more impressive things a Czechia team has done since in the last 15 years, since they won a gold medal with guys like Jaromir Yager and Peach Foboda really was the last well-known defenseman to come out of Czechia, which has been forever looking at the list. Czechia has tons of guys coming out of their country and David not one of them. So like there's tons of names on that list. Peach Foboda really is the last one. <laughs> That you can find, and and not a lot of people even remember him unless you are a big early two thousands hockey fan. So here comes David Yurcheck over to the NHL. He's playing defense, and this dude, I think, absolutely carried a uh, Czechia team all the way to the to the gold medal game, and they lost. But che- then David Yurcheck gets drafted um, sixth overall in twenty twenty two. He comes to Cleveland. He lights it up his first year. He has 38 points in 55 games, plays a couple games for the Blue Jackets. This guy just seems like a stud. Like, he just gives off future Norris Trophy candidate vibes. Like, he just – like, I I can't – like, everybody's on the ice watching him play. But, Jay, I mean – you love this guy. I, I know you love this guy. We've talked about him a million times. Maybe the pressure is really high on him this upcoming season, but let's just talk about the year he had with the Monsters and the little games he played with the Blue Jackets. Just your overall thoughts on David Yerichek.
1: Yeah, I and again, you've just covered it. I talk about the guy all of the time. I love him. Uh, he was, up until they drafted Adam Fantilli, I thought he was the best prospect in the Blue Jackets system, by, and it wasn't particularly close. I know a lot of people love Kent Johnson. I know a lot of people love all kinds of different prospects that Blue Jackets have. But to me, Juracek was just a cut above the rest. Um, he actually, I had him ranked second on my like my my unofficial. I am not a professional scout or prospect evaluator in any kind of way, but just in terms of the little research that I had done in doing draft prep for this for this show, uh, I had David Juracek ranked second. Uh, of all of the players. Um, I had him ranked above uh, Uri Sapkowski I had him ranked above Simo Nemec. Uh, I had him... Uh, the only guy that I thought was better than him is Shane Wright, and I think Logan Cooley's probably going to challenge for that um, sooner rather than later. But David Yerichek, like he said, he's a stud. He was phenomenal in the AHL this season. Um, he was probably the monster's You could argue he was their best player. Um, I think Trefik Swalansky could argue that title as well. But David Juracek, uh, as an 18-year-old, had 38 points in 55 games. Uh, He was the leading rookie scorer for the Monsters. Uh, And I just looked it up uh, before recording. There were only two rookie defensemen that had more points than him this season. Uh, One of them was Riker Evans, who was drafted a year before him and was, I believe, 20 by the time the season finished. He had 44 points in 71 games. And Jeremy Poirier uh, of the uh, Calgary Wranglers, he was uh, 21 by the time the season finished. Uh, And he had 41 points in 69 games. So David Juracek was six points behind the highest scoring rookie defenseman. And he did that in 16 fewer games, if I'm doing my math right. Um, This kid is good. He's... He's got some work to do. He is by no means perfect. Uh, I think his skating needs a lot of work, but he's just—he's got that big booming shot from the point. His situational awareness is fantastic. Like you said, he was a big, big part of Czechia reaching the gold medal game for, I believe, the first time since two thousand and one. Um, Stanislav Fousek also on that team was the captain of that team. In fact, uh, but David Juracek. He really carried this team. He, I believe, he scored the game tying goal that sent it to overtime in the gold medal game. Um, and then, obviously, we know what happened. Kind of bad happened, as I think is probably going to happen a lot of times um in in the future. But David Yearshank, man, I can't say enough good things about this kid. Um, he was a guy that last season, and I spent all off season talking about it. I was like, this kid is going to make the jackets out of camp. This kid is going to be a blue jacket next season. He wasn't. Um, he went down to Cleveland, ended up playing in Cleveland for most of the season. He had two games with the Blue Jackets where I thought he looked fine. He looks NHL ready. Um, this season's going to be an interesting one because to me, he feels like the perfect guy to slot into that missing, like that open spi- that open space in the top four that we have right now. But I don't think it's a given. I think there are other guys there, you know, Adam Boquist, Jake Bean, Andrew Peake. There are guys that could challenge for that spot. I think David Juracek is better than all of them, um, but he's got what it takes. He was NHL ready as an 18 year old. You know, he's maybe he was maybe the most NHL ready of anyone in last year's draft. Uh, and I believe, I don't think I'm I'm gonna show my show my ignorance here. I don't think anyone from last from the first round of last draft finished the season in the NHL. I believe Slavkovsky was the only guy that made it past his nine games. Um, And then he got injured.
0: So. I was going to say, we know Babcock's, you know, we know how he treats young guys in the organization. So, he unfortunately, that is crazy to think about. It is hard to imagine a reality where David Juracek, for some reason, is not on this upcoming opening night lineup, Jay. Could you imagine if, if he wasn't? like the how angry blue jackets fans would be me included who was really excited to get mike babcock for tons of reasons but one of the downsides is he's one of those older coaches and if he unfortunately is just going to be that guy be that hardo coach that makes it difficult for young guys to make their way in the league then i'm going to be very frustrated because i think david Yurichek is a colder candidate questionably a, questionably a Norris trophy candidate maybe in a couple years I'm not calling it this early but I'm saying like this guy can do that thing where the puck gets to him and he like looks like he's gonna hit a hard one- timer but like his stick just stops right on the puck and then he moves it on a good pass or something or he gets a good shot off like he puts genuine fear in uh, <laughs> like opposing um, penalty kill units like they just he he is a he is a dominant force on the power play. I cannot wait to see what happens when you get him on a sheet with Zach Krawanski, Patrick Line, Johnny Goudreau. Who cares who else is? Paul Sillinger could be in there. They're getting a goal no matter what. Like, there's just so much. He, he just, it, like, I don't want to be ageist towards David Juracek just because he's young. He looks like he is ready to dominate the NHL. That's just what he looks like on the tape. And you said that he could use some better skating. I'd actually like to pick your brain on that because a lot of David Juracek highlight tapes are just him on the power play, which he, mm-hmm. to be fair, he doesn't need to do a lot of skating when you're on the power play because you got an extra man on the ice and there's just more guys to cover ice. And you usually you're setting up in the zone. If you're running a good power play, a lot of jackets fans don't know what a good power play is. It just seems like, yeah, really- he's uh just seems like the Blue Jackets have never been good on the power play, Jay. So to get him on that unit seems like an automatic layup to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like you said, there's not a ton of skating in the... Or like, there's not a ton of explosive skating, I would say, in the power play. It's a lot of kind of... You you stand still, and then you move, and then you stand still, and then you move. You know, um... The issue I have with Juracek is that he he has one of those weird skating styles where, like, I'm sure it's very efficient and, like, he gets to where he's going. He doesn't look fast. Um, and that's not – I don't think you need to look fast to get where you're going on time, you know? Um, but I think he needs some work doing kind of the, like – I mean, you play, you play hockey. You understand, you know, th- those first three strides where you really kind of – that, that's what makes the difference. You know, if you get a good th- first three stride, then you're off. You're away. Um, I think that's where he needs to do the work. Um, I think his edge work is fine. Um, I think his, um like, straight line skating is fine. Um For me, it's a little bit more of the kind of the, it's the little things, which it feels insane to say that about someone who, you know, is, is he even 19 yet? I don't think he's, has he even turned, when did he turn 19? He turned, okay, yeah, he's 19 now. Um, but you know, it's, it's just the little things. I think he doesn't need, there's nothing that I look at his game and I'm like, wow, he needs to change that immediately or he's not going to be in the NHL, you know? And I just, I just pulled up a bunch of like scouting reports, uh, on him by, uh, a bunch of different people. Um, where's the, where's the one I was looking at? Um. The, the Jackets cannon has him. Uh, there's a bunch of really good quotes here, but Corey Pronman uh, argued with the best defenseman in this class, close to an NHL-ready right-shot defenseman, size, bomb of a shot, big hit ability. That's something I think people are going to really like about him, by the way. He will straight-up murder a guy. Um, you know, he's <laughs> enormous. For, he's big. Again, for he's six teenager. for four. Yeah. Yeah, 6'4", 210 pounds, like, he's got some muscle to put on, I think, but, again, maybe 5 to 10 pounds, and he's 19. He's not done filling out yet, you know? It's it's really weird, to the way that people talk about how literal teenagers are not big enough or strong enough to to play in the NHL, because, like, he's he's 19. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get bigger, you know? If he still needs to put weight on when he's 22, then, yeah, we'll have that conversation, but... I don't know, to me, David Juracek is maybe the most NHL-ready prospect that the Blue Jackets have, um, and I am including Adam Fantilli
0: in that. Mm. I like it. I like it. It's, it's a fun topic maybe sometime we could do, who we think is going to be the rookie M- MVP next season mm-hmm. because Fantilli versus David Juracek. Obviously, Fantilli is maybe the favorite in that one, but David Juracek could
1: conceivably have two Calder finalists on their team next season.
0: That'd be awesome. I don't think will,
1: but it's conceivable.
0: Yeah. And with that comes very high expectations, obviously. I think that's one of these things where I look at all the individual talent that the Blue Jackets have. And I'm like, man, if a coach can just come in and just get this team to play together for just 10 seconds on the ice, like how, how much damage could this team do against some of the better teams in the league? But let's keep the topic and on. I here. will
1: say, I will say to that. Mike Babcock is one of those coaches that he will bring structure. And so, and that might be what this team needs. I think a lot of the issues that happened last season because of a lack of structure. Do I agree with all of Babcock's coaching strategies? No, not necessarily. But at the end of the day, he's been in here for, he's been in a coach for a long time. He's talked a lot about the stuff he's learned coaching in college, but he understands how to stru- He understands team structure, you know? And I see a lot of, of comments talking about... Um, specifically when we're talking about the defenseman and Babcock is that Babcock likes to have set defensive pairs and he likes to have a left defenseman and a right defenseman and a left defenseman and a right defenseman all the way down. David Yuricek is a right defenseman. Um, that spot next to Zach is open, so that does work in his favor more than... Um, Maybe Bean or uh, Peak, who I believe are both left defensemen that can play on the right side. So, to me, it really kind of comes down to is David Juracek better on Zakarensky's other side than Adam Boquist? It's
0: fun. It's fun conversation that we need to keep having here on who his best linemate is. We'll do that in just a second on Locked On Blue Jackets. First things first, I got to tell you about the partners with Locked On, AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports a whole body health. Guys, I drink this thing literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I was getting tired of taking so many supplements. I mean, I'm in my mid 20s now, but even all of a sudden, I'm, my wife's just handing me, like, hey, you got to take magnesium, you got to take vitamin D. And I'm like, this is too much for my brain to follow. So I started. Rocking with AG one, a health and boost and energy, immune system support. I hate again, hated taking those pills. It's a supplement that actually tastes really good. I drink AG1 in the morning, in the afternoon, before I go to the rink. I drink it sometimes when I get back from the rink. It's a great replenishing tool that I use after a long workout. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, like I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves, like I'm covering my nutritional basis. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. All right, we're doing season review for David Yurchek Blue Jackets, first round draft pick in 2022. He played 55 games with the Monsters this year. That's where I think he really made a huge impact for me because he didn't put up any points in the games he played in Columbus, but you saw a dominant player in Cleveland, a guy that put up 38 points in 55 games, had six goals himself. A guy like Trey fix Wolanski absolutely benefited from David Juracek being a Cleveland Monster. Those guys on the power play, were just money, and Trey Wolanski, a guy that I think is gonna have flashes of Johnny Gaudreau in the future. Well, hey, we already have Johnny Gaudreau, and if he gets on a power play with David Yurchek, it's gonna be something special. So, no doubt, I think you and I, you and I, Jay both agree, David Yurchek needs to be on the first power play unit, at least the second power play unit. At the very least, I think he needs to be on the first opening night roster.
1: the power play, and this is probably something we can talk about a little bit later down the line, is what does a successful power play unit look like for this team? I don't love having two defensemen on a power play unit, and you've got to think that Zach Wierenski has that PP1 job, basically. It's his until he decides he doesn't want it anymore, but there is a lot of guys, and then, you know, you look at the guys that you can have on that second power play unit. You've got Boquist, Nick Blankenberg is an excellent option. For that pp2 um point does david urichek play a forward role in that you know does he play from the from one and a half walls does he i don't know how a, a power play look what power play with this team looks like um again maybe this is something that i could look into go back to mike babcock's leafs power play units and see see what kind of ha- what what's kind of happening there but in the future yes absolutely david urichek is a first line is a first power play unit player as of right now, I don't know that he excels um, with with David uh, with um, Zach on the on the ice at the same time. That's true.
0: I can't forget about eight. I can't forget about the great eight, and we're getting him back this year. That's going to be really exciting. Who do you think is the best player for Year Check to play with? Because I thought initially a guy like Andrew Peak could really use him as a partner, just because I feel like Peak is that guy that is just been waiting for uh, – he's good in the older brother role, but also he can't carry that line. And I feel like having a guy like David Juracek might help take a little relief on a guy like Andrew Peak, who is maybe going to be here for a long time. I don't know. It seems like he's one of the players that the Blue Jackets organization loves right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see if that changes with the new coach. But my vote would be for Andrew Peak. you're saying – you're saying off the bat, Wierenski would be a- 100% Wierenski.
1: In my mind, the top four should be com- a combi- should be in any combination you like. Yuricek, Wierenski, Provorov, Severson. And I know that we've kind of just stapled Provorov and Severson together for the purposes of finding Zach Wierenski, your defense partner. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you put David Yuricek on that second pairing with Provorov, who, again, I always think that Provorov is older, than he is but he was he was the same draft as Akorenski he was taking a pick before him i believe um you know so yeah. not, it's not like he's old and useless um but i wonder if that's what they'll do is it gives yurechek um that ability to be a little bit more offensively minded because Provorov is more of a, a two way guy that can be offensively minded can be defensively minded uh yurechek is kind of the same way so if one of them wants to go forward the other one can stay back and you know vice versa I don't hate that as a, as, a, as a combination. And I think limiting Juracek's minutes is not a bad thing as well. I don't necessarily think that he needs to be playing the Zach 28-minute a night, uh, the top-pairing defensive numbers. Uh, but yeah, I would be... I would be As long as Juracek is in the top four, I think I'm happy. You know, I don't want to see David Juracek getting third-line minutes. If you're going to play him on the third line with... And no offense to, you know, guys like Andrew Peek... Guys like Erika Branson, who are going to be those third line guys this season. If you're going to play him on the third line, send him back to the AHL. Let him be the number one defenseman there. You know, um, there's a really fine line with young defensemen, I think. And I know that we're 20 minutes in and we haven't gotten to Stanislav Svozil yet. So that might be tomorrow's episode, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> I have a lot more to say about David. Same, I, got a lot I didn't have as much to say as I did. But. Um, there's a really fine line with young defensemen in terms of throwing them in the deep end versus sheltering them. And I don't know that he's going to learn anything playing limited third line minutes with a guy like Eric Branson. If he's, you know, I, I don't know. I just put him in the top four or send him back to the AHL where at least he can be the guy on the blue line. Um, because it feels to me like his game, he doesn't need to... How do I want to put this? Obviously, there's going to be an adjustment period. I'm not saying that he's going to go out there and immediately become an All-Star in the NHL, um, the way he did in the AHL, which, by the way, named uh, the Cleveland's AHL All-Star and then immediately got injured. Just in case you were wondering, if he's meant to be a Blue Jacket, obviously, if he's injured immediately before the All-Star game, um, he is definitely meant to be a Blue Jacket. But... Um, I don't know, I I don't see him, I don't see the benefit in playing him third-line sheltered minutes like that. I could see him playing second-line minutes, I could see him playing top minutes. But, you either send him back to Cleveland for for him to be the guy, or you pair him with the guy in Columbus. Because this is a a top-two, minimum top-four defenseman. But he could be the number-one defenseman on this team in as soon as five years.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think as soon as two years, he could be like he has that. Uh, Kale McCarr kind of energy on any team, like no matter what team he's on, he is going to stick out because he's just so locked in on the game of hockey. Like he doesn't get rattled by the stage, doesn't get rattled by the opponent. He just like guys. Check, Czech, Czech, check, check. hadn't won anything significant in international hockey. Since 1998, when they won a gold medal in the Winter Olympics over Russia, by the way, with uh, their last great defenseman, Petr Svoboda, who I wonder is somehow related in my mind to the great Jeff Svoboda, who writes for the Blue Jackets. I'm just telling myself that. But there's a lot of pressure on this guy there has to be, there has to be a lot of pressure because all the great players that, that come out of Czechia are usually forwards. And now here he is about to make his NHL, his real NHL debut. And I think he's going to light it up right away. I just think, I just have a huge feeling he's going to, and, you're exactly right. If he's not playing in Columbus, he better be playing top line for Cleveland. Like, he needs to be the dude on any team he's going to be at because it's just – got to give him room to breathe. doesn't matter how old he is. And soon, soon before we know it, he is going to be old. But, yeah, I, I think they need to get him in there right away. All right. Just in we terms are... of
1: – sorry, one last thing. In terms of Czech players – Czech defensemen, excuse me, um, only nine Czech defensemen have made the NHL to this point uh leading the way is Radko Gudas, who has 164 points in 682 games. It is okay. not out of the rubber possibility that David Jirichek could be the best Czech defenseman in the history of the league. Again, Petr- we're getting Petr- way ahead Spoda. of ourselves here. Yeah,
0: but... We are, we are. Petershv Petershvoda was pretty good. He had a pretty good uh career, but um I mean Radko Gudas also having an awesome career. Him what he did, you know, pretty much Dog walking the Florida Panthers all the way to the Stanley Cup final was pretty awesome. All right, we are going to continue the conversation on your check. Maybe talk a little bit of Stanislav Svozel. We'll see what time has for us in store here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Keeping the conversation rolling here on Locked On Blue Jackets, we just are doing our season reviews for defenseman David Juracek and also defenseman Stanislav Svozil, who was on that same silver medal team that Czechia had. In Sorry, 2000- I do
1: need to. I do need to issue a correction here, please, um, please do. Get mad, otherwise, um, I had the wrong tab clicked. Uh, there have been many, many Czech defensemen in this league. Uh, and you are correct. Peter uh, Svoboda is up there. 399 points in 1,028 games. Um, Marek Sidliki is above him. Thomas Kabale, who I had forgotten about. Uh, and then Romer uh is currently leading Czech defenseman with 638 points in
0: 1,395 games. So,
1: wow. There you go. Uh, Radko Gudis is not the most prolific Czech defenseman to ever play he is just the the highest scoring active one so I wanted to get that out there
0: um, you also crushed a huge narrative that we just were rolling with as media you know sometimes we just make these big ideas up like oh yeah David you it's all up to him to you know <laughs> crown to 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 be make... the
1: only good player yeah. ever to come out of the Czech Republic no
0: no it is not that is not the case at all we just like to build Those ideas up in our heads, because at the end of the day, Jay and I were just we're just fans, man. That's just how we look at it. And in my eyes, there is a lot of pressure on him because of how I feel. Like the Blue Jackets spent a their first round pick on him, the sixth overall in that draft, and I think he's good enough. Listen, I think he's good enough to win a Calder, which is the Rookie of the Year. I think if you look. There's been three defensemen that have won it in the last eight, I want to say, eight, nine years. So they like to give it on and off. And I think they're on a run here of giving it to some forwards in a row. Matty Bernier's and, um, just won it this past year. But he is that caliber in my mind. David Yurchek is good enough to come into the season and win rookie of the year. In a couple of years, in twenty twenty. 5 to 2026, you know, that season, fall of 2025, I think David Juracek, if he stays on the track, if he stays healthy, that's also the huge – that's the biggest thing of all this. But if he stays healthy, he is on track to being a big-time Norris Trophy candidate guy going into that season. That's just how I personally feel about what he's put on the ice to this point. If you're talking about this past season, Jay, if we're talking about a grade for David Juracek, I'm feeling – a B-plus for him.
1: I'm giving him an A. I don't care. Okay. I thought he was he was the MVP for the Monsters for a long stretches of this season. And I think that joint honors go to Trey fix there. But to do what David Juracek did, to come in as an 18-year-old in probably the third best professional hockey league in the world and... To outscore basically every other rookie defenseman. Um, I don't know what he did against just regular defensemen. Let me see if I can find that out real quick. But like, it's it's an easy, easy A for me. Um, like he is in the top. He was twenty fourth among defensemen. Every a defenseman of any age. Um, in the AHL this season. And he only played 55 games. A lot of these guys played the full 71, 72, however many games there are in, I think. The AHL is weird. Some teams play 70, some plays, some teams play 72. It's there's, there's, It's a godless, it is a godless league down there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's it's the easiest A that I've handed out this season, I think, b- apart from like, maybe Johnny Goodrow,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. yeah it's good it's good i mean i thought about giving him an a2 it's just i'm basically punishing him for playing two seconds in the nhl and not putting up a point that's all that's the only thing i'm punishing him for he he had an a effort and he's he's an a he's an all-around a draft pick he's just he's a good-looking guy as well like i I think he's a stud. I think he's ready to take on a big time role with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think he's going to shine. I think he's going to shine immediately. Um, yeah, so you gave him an A. I gave him a B plus. I was hard on him because he had he played four NHL games and didn't have a point. So that's a little unfair, but that's just right. me. But that's just me being if you bitter. Look
1: at- like again, uh, locked on blue jackets, get your bingo cards out. Uh, I did have this tab open and did close it. Um, his game log for that se- for this season so we played four games, um, all strengths. He played 72 minutes, had five shots on goal. Um, his possession numbers weren't great. I would be really interested to know. Who he was playing with because I, I, I don't remember off the of my head who his linemate was, but
0: couldn't have been great, is what you're saying. No. Um, yeah. Let's
1: see. It looks like he mostly played with Jake. He played of defensemen. He played with the most time with Jake Christensen um, and then Gavrikov. So huh. with with Christiansen the two had 13 shot attempts for 17 against with with Gavrikov, it was 8 for 11 against um and then for those two players Yurochek had 60 60% with Christian uh sorry with Christiansen he had 43% on his own he had 60 Christiansen without Yurochek had 50 and then with Ga- uh, with Gavrikov. uh Yuricek with Gavrikov had 42, without he had 44, Gavrikov without Yuricek had 22. So, again, very, very small sample size, I can't state this enough, it's very similar to yesterday's episode where we talked a lot about Patrick Lyonet playing Skenta for two games. Four games is a very, very small sample size, especially because he only played about 16 minutes a game. But... I think it's. it's I don't know. Like I it feels more. it feels reductive. we be like, well, he didn't score a point in four games, so I'm knocking him down an entire letter grade.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's rude. It's it's <laughs> it definitely seems, rude.
1: It personally upsets me. Um, he probably doesn't care, but it, I don't know. It's it feels so tough to give him a grade based on those four games because there's just so few things you can draw from those games. You know, all we've got is the tape we can say hey i really like that play he did i really like that play he did um he did get some power play time i believe which uh is is always useful um again i don't know where that is and we do need to wrap this episode so we don't have time for stansavsosial yeah. today uh we'll have to fold him into a different um a different episode somehow somewhere we'll talk about stansavsosial at a later date because i also love him Listen. Um, Listen, he he's the two hidden gem. Thirty-seven on the power play. So again, you you can you can't take anything
0: from that. Okay, okay. How about this? Locked on Blue Jackets gives him an A minus. Mm. Fine. <laughs> just think about it. The average... I'll, the I'll, average com-
1: I will compromise in this in this one specific situation. I will compromise.
0: The average of you giving him an A, the average of me giving him a B plus leads to an A-, minus. and you can I'll just make it the smallest minus possible, smallest minus possible, and just over it, say, had zero points in four NHL games. That's it. And that can be my bitter I deal with because, listen, this guy's going to be... He's going to be awesome. He just needs a little bit of time. Like he he had he's worked his whole life to get to the NHL. Can't blame him for being a little bit nervous. And we know we we don't we don't know because we're just fans, but we've heard that the NHL speed is just a lot different. So, okay, he also he also didn't give up a ton of goals either. You know, he didn't have a point, but that's because the puck didn't bounce his way once in 4 games. So, it's fine. It's one of those things that he's going to, he'll probably get a point in his first shift. Let's be honest. He'll come out and when, whenever it is this year. He's going to have a point. He'll probably have a goal in his first shift. I'm going to make
1: you Just because you gave him that B, he's going to be like, man, I'm going to show that dude from that podcast. First NHL goal on his first shot of the season. Like, let's do this.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what's going to be. So, are we doing uh, Stanislav's Fosel tomorrow? Or are we doing Blankenberg? um let's talk about this live right right now
1: i know we'll figure this out live let's do blankenberg tomorrow and then we'll mix fozil in with um the tim birdie episode we're just next week so
0: gotcha that's all we have (laughs) (laughs) it's probably gonna need a little bit of that i mean we talked a lot about our guy david Yurichek. that's all we have for you guys today tomorrow you heard it yourselves we're gonna be talking about nick blankenberg his season review is on the docket thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. My name's Hayden Househorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find my co-host Jay Foster on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. You can also find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can email us locked on Blue Jackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.